0: This is the Profit and Loss Podcast presented by Pathstone Enterprise Center. We're a weekly dive into the minds of entrepreneurs and small business owners. We ask them what keeps them up at night and more importantly, what gets them up in the morning. Join us every episode for conversations with real business owners as they share their successes, failures, and lessons learned. You want to talk about the news?
1: I mean, why not?
0: Yeah. Yeah nothing more exciting to talk about. Um, <laughs> I, I doubt that's the case
1: but you know we do what uh, we do like to keep people informed here so let's yeah. let's talk about the news before we start our our interview.
0: Well what May is Mental Health Awareness Month is that right? It is yes it is. Well there's this article from smallbusinessify.com I thought it was interesting it talks about how to deal with mental health in your small business, I think mm-hmm. a lot of times, one trap I think small business owners or entrepreneurs get into is they think that like, my nine to five job is so stressful, I need to go own my own business because then I'll have no stress. And... <laughs> <laughs> How naive. <laughs> right? That's uh, I, I had a client one time tell me, I want to own my own business because I don't want a boss. And I said, you know, when you, when you own your own business, you have a ton of bosses, every client becomes your boss, your accountant becomes your boss, you know, it's, it's and your employees in some way become your boss. So it's yeah. Um, sometimes better just have one boss. But,
1: right, I mean, there's, there's definitely ways to deal with it, right, but yeah. you know, if anyone is thinking of becoming a small business owner because they think they will have less stress, I would suggest to do your research because there is definitely a high amount of stress Uh, as a small business owner may not be the same kind of stress like when you're an employee, but there there are definitely things that can keep you up at night. Um, And for me, you know, with this particular article, I thought what was pretty interesting about it was not only did it give you ways to deal with your mental health as a business owner, but it also provided almost like a, I don't want to say a standard, but it gave you an idea of some common early signs of mental health problems. And just yeah. things to really look out for, you know, as a small business owner, you know, the t- typical thing is you ask people like, hey, how are you doing? And everyone's like, oh, I'm fine. You know, really take a look at it. And it's like, are, are you working extremely long hours? Are you kind of bending over backward to, you know, get your startup business off the ground? Or, you know, are, are you not asking for help? Like really look into some of these things uh, that the article mentions, because I think it'll, it'll help you almost have like an introspective moment and say, Ooh, maybe I need to take a moment for myself so that I'm better suited to run my business more efficiently.
0: For sure. I, this article kind of points, I don't know, it doesn't necessarily come right out and say it, but it kind of takes aim at this hustle culture or the grind culture where it's like, Mm -hmm. I work work 21 hours a day, seven days a week. I only sleep 20 minutes a night. You're like, "Whoa, that's, (laughs) You're that, on your way mm, out. like it, Exactly. I mean, you know, I always think of like new parents. When new parents, mm. they've, got, they've got a newborn, like I slept three hours last night. They look horrible. <laughs> you <know. laughs> but, you know, entrepreneurs, it's like, are you, why do you want to do that? You don't have to. It's it, on the, you know, the opposite is should be true. You should be, you are your business for especially in the early stages of your business of that life of your of your company, you need to make sure you're taking care of yourself and right. protecting your brain, protecting your mental health, your physical health, doing those things that when you start feeling like I'm really unhappy, I'm overwhelmed, and you're always kind of striving for the next carrot. You're like, oh, once I mm-hmm. get here, I'll take a break. Like
1: right. when you
0: start feeling feeling like that, take a step back.
1: I will say kind of bringing in an additional article that, that we found, everyone knows Facebook. And if you're a small business owner, you know that that's where a lot of people kind of get either their clients or prospective clients. Um, so we actually have an article from socialmediatoday.com, which talks about uh, Facebook adding a new emotional health resource. To mark Mental Health Awareness Month. So I'd say we're having this conversation. It sounds fun, but mental health is definitely something that I think everyone should should take seriously. Some people that you, you know, you think they're happy and, and they have a lot going on. So hopefully we can kind of do away with the stigma and you know, really get people the resources that we need. And sometimes you don't think you need them, but once you actually take advantage of those resources, you realize how much better your life is moving forward. And like, who doesn't want to make their life better?
0: Mental health is something we need to talk about. And if you're looking for, you know, I I encourage you to reach out to whether it's a friend or family member, or even a coworker at times, But if it has to be a a licensed mental health professional, do that too. I've done it. I've, I've gone to therapy. I went to therapy for, you know, pretty religiously for almost a year. And and it, it really does help because those, those counselors, those therapists, those psychologists and psychiatrists are trained to help you through these things. We, we think that if we are running our own business, that there's a level of control we have and that we can make everything bend to our will you got to remember that life finds a way and life gets in the way life still happens. Even when you're controlling everything you can, you know, Facebook, which is one of these high tech companies um, in which I I think Facebook may be at fault for some of the mental health uh, challenges Mm -hmm. that people face, but uh, we we won't get into the irony of this article.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs)
0: Um, You know, even they, you know, Silicon Valley, they've got these huge, tech firms where people do work and they like sleep at their desks and stuff and uh they're even saying hey you know what we need to add all these emotional health resources for both our our employees and our the users of our of our platform and so if when you see silicon valley doing it uh you should probably take it seriously because it probably means that it's it's an actual issue so absolutely no shame in this it if you go to the doctor for a broken leg you can go to the doctor because you're feeling blue or because you're anxious. So if, if you are feeling, and I, I was always told to just come out and say, if you're feeling suicidal, uh, which people hide that really well. Uh, I, I have lost people to, and it it baffles you. You're like, oh my, I didn't know anything was wrong. Right. Uh, if, you, if you need to talk to somebody, you can call 800-273-8255. I'll give me that number again. It's 800-273-8255.
1: All right, well, folks, like you said, take it seriously. Do your research. You know, feel free talk to someone. That being said,
0: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Duncan Kirkwood, <laughs> Duncan Kirkwood, author of Rerouting: Resilience Tools and Tactics. Thank you for joining us, sir. How are you? I am doing incredible today.
2: Thank you all so much for having me.
0: Absolutely, thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, actually, we just. We saw you just a few hours ago in our she means business class you were talking to a bunch of entrepreneurs about resilience that's kind of your thing isn't it
2: yeah i'm a global resilience advocate uh we had a great group at the she means business uh we had about almost 30 uh, women entrepreneurs and they really had good energy and were open to learn that's how you know when somebody wants to be successful and is on the path to success when they're open to learning new things trying new concepts, and they were really into it. I got so much feedback after the call. A uh, bunch, of, bunch of them reached out. Some of them had questions. They wanted more resources to learn more. Uh, so it was a great, uh, great opportunity.
1: That's great. I think it helps that you're just so energetic in your presentations that it really brings out, you know, like you said, this feedback in people. Sometimes uh, that's, that's almost the push that people need to say, oh, okay, you know, I can do this. Um, I just need a little help or a little direction in, in finding out how I can. So I think, like, before we get into that, why is this kind of the industry that you chose? Like, were you born being, like, the super resilient type of person? You know, some people, they just have, like, that innate, uh, you know, trait from birth. But tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, no, I, I grew up, you know, east side of Buffalo, you know, low-income neighborhood. Both of my parents uh, they did the best they could. They loved me. They supported me, pushed me to try new things. So I was just a normal hood kid with, you know, two parents that loved them, wanted better, <laughs> wanted better for their children. And mm-hmm. um, I always liked to talk. I would always get in trouble in school for talking, running my mom. I mean, <laughs> always like, every, you know, and back when I was younger, when the kids got a report card, the teachers would add notes to the grades. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 would, it would say like C uh child will not stop disrupting class. Child will not stop talking, you know. And so I got in a lot of trouble because of that. Um, but I was a good storyteller, right? And I enjoyed mm-hmm. talking talking with my friends. Um fast forward, when I got ready to graduate college, uh I was about to I was applying for jobs, I was getting my degree in public relations. And I was applying to all these PR firms, all of these organizations, and they all wanted you to have your degree and three to five years experience. Uh, but obviously, I, I didn't have the experience, so I was screwed. So I'm like this, mm-hmm. I'm student. I'm like student body president, fraternity president at camp. I'm like killing it at college, and I can't find <laughs> no job, you know. Right. So I'm like getting frustrated and nervous. So then in January, I enlisted in the Alabama Army National Guard because I said, you know what, I'll go to grad school, and I'll let the Army pay for it, and I'll figure out this job stuff later. So join joined the military, and in 2012, what happened was more soldiers died from suicide then died in combat in Iraq and Afghanistan. So the, wow. ar- the army really ramped up their resilience program and they started training officers like me to become master resilience trainers. So we would go to different units to train soldiers to become more resilient, to combat veterans suicide and depression. So, you know, it was just another army training. Like in, in the army, you get different certificates, you get different rewards if you go to different trainings and get different skills. So this one seemed interesting to me. So I went and got that training and got the, uh, that credential. So then, when I ended up getting out of the army, you know, after my service was over, mm-hmm. I uh, always kind of had this resilience training in my back pocket, and I was like, "Man, this would be great for the average everyday person." But I just right. kept, putting, I just kept putting it down, right? Just kept, you mm-hmm. know, "Oh, this would be great. I don't know what to do with it, right?" And my mentor mm-hmm. pushed me. He said, "You should write a book." I, I was like, "Yeah, that sounds great. I, I'm gonna do that." And you know, a couple of years go by, I still hadn't written one word, and uh, I kept <laughs> going back and saying, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it, right?" And every so often, he'd check in, like, hey, how's the writing going? You know, and I, I hadn't written any words yet. And then I started doing some personal development with like some Stephen Covey, some Eckhart Tolle, some mm-hmm. James Redfield, Michael Glasgow, I mean, just uh, Gladwell, excuse me, um, just all of these type of gurus and philosophers. And I started learning about purpose and presence and being. Mm-hmm. And I, I decided, I said, why aren't more people reading these books? People would be happier if they just read these books and knew who they were. And knew how to be present and knew how to find their purpose. They would just, they'd be happy. Why don't more people read it? So I realized Mm -hmm. that the average person is an entrepreneur, is working a nine to five, is parenting, is, you know, they don't have the luxury of the time to like lean into deep metaphysical principles on being and existence, right? And even Mm -hmm. if they did have the time, it's not something that they even know that they would be interested in. So I decided Mm -hmm. I'd write a book that would use the military resilience training that i had to teach that and this kind of rigid matter of fact and mix that with these type of principles on purpose being ego uh changing your thought patterns and your perception uh and and mix those two together the practice and the philosophy of of resilience into something that the everyday person could read digest uh, and use to make themselves more resilient in their lives so that's kind of how i ended up here
0: so, nice. Duncan, you've, been, you've been using the word resilient a lot. And I think that most, I mean, clearly most people know what that word means uh, to them, or at least, you know, kind of as a layman. But you're, you're an expert in resilience. How do you describe resilience? What is that? Resilience is your ability to
2: bounce back after setbacks. Um, right. We all encounter setbacks. See, that's the thing that social media has tricked people. They, social media <laughs> makes people think everybody's right. <laughs> life is awesome, everybody's <laughs> a vice president of something everybody's right. got a new house and a new car and they're vacationing all the time. Yeah. Right?
1: So, Social media has to be thinking you're not doing enough with your life. Right, it makes you
2: think if you haven't started a business or your business isn't doing six figures or if you're not in Bitcoin or whatever, then right. your life is just <laughs> a, a total disaster, right? Um, right. But everybody experiences setbacks almost daily. Mm-hmm. And resilience resilience skills are the ability to overcome and deal with those setbacks in a way that doesn't cripple you, that doesn't uh, stop you from moving forward, that doesn't break you or make you feel depressed or feel this overwhelming sense of anxiety. So resilience is just this ability to to continue to press forward, even in the face of challenges and adversity. Um, When I I boil it all the way down to me, resilience is a decision that you make, that you will not quit, that you will Mm -hmm. not accept defeat, that you will put your goal first and you will work towards it. Like this it's this decision that you make within yourself. And then the rest of the, you know, I talk about the different tools and tactics that kind of help you with that decision and help you to build the skills. So as setbacks come that, you know, you're not broken by them.
1: Right. And that's important, especially in our line of work, dealing with entrepreneurs, you know, small business owners, like you said, this is something that they face every single day, whether it's, you know, gaining a large contract, or just dealing with with a customer that can possibly be having a bad day, and you know maybe service didn't go as planned. You need to kind of keep that in mind when you're dealing with people. I kind of want to go back to something that you you mentioned uh, in class yesterday. You kind of gave a story about uh, almost something that would have been a setback for you, but actually ended up turning out to be even more than you expected with, you know, some of the books that you've been selling. Um, can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Like what, what kind of setbacks and, and maybe some tactics that entrepreneurs need to keep in mind when dealing with, you know, the, these type of issues?
2: Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll start with the story. So first, I've got lots of stories. I've had a ton of setbacks in life. You know, <laughs> you know I, I, uh, when I was in college, I was a freshman. I wanted to join this fraternity. And I was, you know, just doing a minimum, you know, so I had like a 2.4 GPA. And then this this guy in this fraternity said, what's your GPA? I said, 2.4. He said, get it to a 3.0 and then come back and talk to me. Then he walked away. But that (laughs) that pushed me over the next year to really lean into working hard in college and getting good grades. And yeah, I ended up joining a fraternity, but I never stopped working hard in college and getting good grades. So that Mm. setback of not getting picked the first time actually Mm -hmm. helped propel me to unbelievable opportunities and ultimately becoming the student body president. Um, mm-hmm. But if he had, if I had not had that setback, if I would have been accepted at first, mediocrity, it would have said mediocrity is okay here. It would right. have said it would have said average is good enough. Right? right. I had I had, you know, a ton I changed my major, had to graduate in five years, not four years. Um, mm-hmm. But this was this, I could I, I go on and on. But the story <laughs> I to, I told in class was a recent one. And uh, I got some books a local community leader purchased 200 copies of my book and wanted to donate them to a local high school. So I reached out to one of the local high schools and uh, one of Buffalo public schools. Um, and I said, told, talk to the principal, say, hey, I would like to donate these books. They said, oh, that would be amazing. We'd love to. That This would be great for our students.
0: Principal mm-hmm.
2: goes to the central office and says, hey, we're going to do this press conference. We're getting these books donated. This is awesome. Central office says with that guy, with me, Duncan. No, we don't want that. we we don't want we don't want the books. We don't want nothing to do with them. Right. Because you know, in my one of my hats I wear is like a parent advocate. So I push hard for mm-hmm. parents to have a voice in our in the community members to have a voice in how we shape our education system and try to push mm-hmm. it to be the best it can be. So it's like right. kind of like a it's kind of like a one-sided anger situation, right? Like they have an issue with me, but I actually want to see them succeed because right, then our, right. then our children succeed. But anyway. Right. So You know, the old me would have got on social media. I would have had my own press conference and blasted the district and (laughs) they don't do what's best for kids. And, you know, I just would have this whole thing. But, you know, that wouldn't have helped anybody. And because I didn't do that and create all this negative energy around this book donation, I was able to talk to the mayor. And he was excited to have the Mm -hmm. books donated to the mayor's summer youth program. So low income children will still get access to these books and resilient skills and training. But I didn't have to deal with all this other bureaucracy, right? But because Mm -hmm. the mayor, you know, is saying, hey, we want these books. This is going to be great. We did this press conference. He's like, this is going to help our kids. I was able to use that video and secure a major contract with McDonald's restaurant owner operators in Pennsylvania and West Virginia. So I'm partnering with McDonald's in two other states, and they have purchased um, almost a thousand copies of my book. And I'm going to be doing citywide resilience trainings in Erie, Johnstown, Pittsburgh and Wheeling, West Virginia. And so because I didn't let the setback rock me, because I didn't let let the setback create negative energy, all of these great other opportunities came about. And that's really what I want business owners to know is, just because a a customer comes in and they've got negative energy, or just because you, for whatever reason, made a mistake, or somebody just doesn't wanna support you or whatever, Not allowing that negative energy to be created and just moving Mm -hmm. forward in love and light and positivity will actually open up bigger and better doors for you. But if you get sucked into the negativity and you get sucked into other people's issues, then Mm -hmm. you will miss out on all these other great opportunities that you didn't even know existed.
1: Yeah, no, that's beautiful. Uh, obviously, congratulations. That's, that's a huge deal. And I I wanted you to kind of talk about that right now, which is why I brought it up, because when you mentioned it yesterday, I, I figured, you know, all of these entrepreneurs in the class, like, they needed to to hear that, right? They're in some way or form, you know, they're, they may be having the same type of issue. And they may not necessarily be going about it the same way you did. And obviously you benefited from your training, right? Knowing how to take something that could possibly be negative and turning that around tenfold. Um, so with that being said, folks, we're just going to go to a quick commercial break and we'll be back in a second with Duncan Kirkwood.
0: Halfstone Enterprise Center is a CDFI. We are a community development financial institution. Here's what that means. We work with small business owners and entrepreneurs, and we make their businesses better. We focus on two things, credit readiness and business preparedness. And how do we do that? Two ways. One, we help get you financed. That's the big one. If you're a small business owner or an entrepreneur and your business needs financing, let's talk. We can start as small as $5,000, and we can go up to $250,000 in our funding. To learn more about Pathstone Enterprise Center, you can find us online at theenterprisecenterinc.org or you can email us at pecky at pathstone.org, which is P-E-C-I at pathstone.org, or give us a call today at 585-340-3300. Again, that's 585-340-3300. All right, we're back with Duncan Kirkwood, global resilience advocate and author of the book "Rerouting: Resilience Tools and Tactics." Duncan, in the first half, we talked a lot about you know why you got into this, uh, kind of the overall theory of resilience and and why it's important. Can we talk a little bit about tools and tactics for entrepreneurs? Because I know a lot of people listening to this are they're going through either the startup phase or we're you know we're We've been dealing with a pandemic for a year. So there's there's pivoting, there's, you know, cash flow issues, there's fear. How does somebody who's maybe starting a business or uh, somebody who, who has to pivot and they just constantly feel like they're, you know, every day they wake up and they're just putting out fires. Maybe nothing is horrible, but they're just putting out fires and that is just bogging them down. What can they do to to just have a better quality of life?
2: Okay, so there's two things. Um, it's like three things I don't know, okay, so I'm gonna start with first of all, Adam, thank you for that question, and thank you all for both having me on the podcast to begin with um uh, yeah, definitely. you, you thank know you. get my get my message get my message out and tell you know let let more people know about my book and stuff like that. so I really appreciate it so for for entrepreneurs who may be going through that that starter phase, it's like when you're growing your hair it's like this there's this one phase it's like real. ugly and there's nothing you can really do to make it look nice you just gotta (laughs) you just gotta
0: get through the ugly
2: phase right um and so it can be really challenging so i tell people the first thing is be the smart version of yourself and don't let the weak version of yourself win what i mean by that is set the goal for your week right so on monday write your list of what you got to accomplish and set your big goal what is the big one or two things that need to be accomplished this week, right? Now, when you're planning and you're writing those goals out, you're the smart version of yourself,
0: okay? mm-hmm. You, you <laughs> are the
2: absolute smart. You're like, I know I need to do this. I know I need to do that. This is going to take a long time, but this has to get done, right? You're the really smart version. Right. Then, as you, then as you get into the flow of the week and the cross currents of life start hitting, you know, your kid gets sick, your grandma gets COVID, um, you know, you don't have as much money in the account as you thought you did. Something's mm-hmm. taking longer. You got twenty emails you didn't plan on, right? And all these cross currents mm-hmm. are going. That's when you start getting sucked away from that smart version, and you get getting pulled into the reactionary version, where you're reacting mm-hmm. to all the cross currents. And some of them are urgent, and they need your attention, but they don't all need your energy. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes things need your attention, but they don't need right. your energy. So you need to keep your energy with the important thing. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Stephen, Stephen Covey in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, one of the habits is put first things first. Right. Yeah. So so there's something that's important that needs to be done. Sit your butt down and do it. <laughs> right? And and, and that, it's the hardest thing because, you know, like I know this is going to take two and a half hours.
0: And right. you
2: sit, you're looking at your calendar like I don't got two and a half hours right here. Maybe I'll do it this evening. But, you yeah. know, when this evening comes, the kids get going. You got to get dinner. Going. It's like all this stuff. Ha- before you know it, you're like, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. And before right. you know it, you look up and it's Friday and you have not made the progress, right? So when you know that you have something important to do in, as it relates to your startup, something big, you got to open your account or you got to get your EIN number or whatever thing you, you need to finish this business plan. And in addition to all the cross-currents, you're dealing with self-doubt. Am I good enough? Am I strong enough right. writer to write this? Can, is it going to be successful? So that doubt is right. also keeping you from, you know, really leaning in, right? I would suggest people going through that read the, um, the War of Art by Steven Pressfield. It's a really, really good book to help if you're in that type of space. But I say mm-hmm. just sit your butt down and do it. So instead <laughs> of, because so, what I used to do is I would do the little things first, get them out the way, and then try to get to the big things. But what I mm. learned is the little things never stop coming. There's like right. a never-ending list of little right. things that need to be done. <laughs> so it feels good to check those things off your to-do list, right? I did that. I sent this email. Mm-hmm. I called Jahida. I sent the form to Adam, right? right. You feel good doing that <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> but the big stuff isn't getting done. So I I yeah. learned to flip that and mm-hmm. say, what's the most important thing that needs to be done today? And mm-hmm. I do that first. Right.
1: right. It sounds like it's the- just a matter of getting, getting traction. So, like, yeah. at least once you, once you start, you're already kind of in the rhythm. So, you're like, all right, I guess I'll keep this going versus dreading it and just kind of pushing it back further and further.
2: Yeah, and I tell business owners, you are good enough. You mm-hmm. are smart enough. You don't mm-hmm. have to be perfect to try. A lot of the right. stuff in business, you don't like, I don't know how to do all these IRS forms. I don't know how to apply for this grant. I don't know if I can get this loan or is it a good loan or is it really like people just mm-hmm. they just get caught in the I'm not sure phase or the mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know if I'm good enough or smart enough. And I've, I've been there, too. Listen, as resilient. You know, I, I got my air quotes up as resilient as I am. I have moments, too, where I'm like, man, I don't know if this proposal was good enough to send to this yeah. school or this mm-hmm. college. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the weaker version of you. Man. Right. That's, that's the self-doubt version of you. Don't let Mm -hmm. that version mess up your smart version of use plan, right? When you was being smart Monday morning, you wrote your plan. Let that person be in charge. Okay. They said (laughs) that version of me said, I got to do this. I don't know if I'm good enough, but I'm going to do it anyway. I don't know if this is perfect, but I'm going to do it anyway. And that Mm -hmm. is the energy. And and once you do that like 20 times, you start to build like a rhythm of like just doing what you need to be done, putting stuff out there. You apply for 20 grants. You might only mm-hmm. get two two callbacks, but you don't even you're not even thinking about them the mother eighteen. You ain't get them. Okay, right. cool. You got two right. callbacks. Let me prepare for my meetings. I'm excited, you uh-huh. right? You know, it's, and so, yeah. Because and I think back to like when I got ready to leave college. If any one of them fifty jobs I applied for said yes and hired me, any one of them, I would not be on this track right now. I wouldn't have joined the right? military. I wouldn't have been as successful. I wouldn't be working for myself. I wouldn't be a consultant. I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be back in Buffalo, I wouldn't have married my wife. Like so many things happened yeah. because all of them said no. So many blessings. Right. Yeah, Right? So, right. just don't get sucked in and give your energy to the negative and the no. Just keep grinding and keep pushing with the expectation that a yes is coming.
1: There's exactly. a yes coming. Yeah. Like, Folks, everyone listening. Sorry, Adam, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just you know, want to say everyone listening, I'm gonna need you to to put this on repeat, like every single morning, so, yeah. <laughs> so that you can, you know, get amped up to really take on that day. Um, it's just it's it's just a matter of starting. You just gotta start. Put put that self doubt to the back burner.
0: I think you're totally right, Jada and, and Duncan. This is so important. Everybody wants to level up, right? Everybody wants to improve themselves. And there are people out there who are cool with coasting, and just mm. and, and that's cool. It's it's you know. Uh, No,
1: it's
0: not. You know, to to each their own. But for the people who, if you're listening to this podcast, you you're always trying to improve yourself. I think that's Mm -hmm. that's our audience. But resilience is important because the more you level up, the harder things get. It's just like playing a Mm -hmm. a video game, which I don't play a whole lot of video games because I have Mm -hmm. I have no dexterity um, or hand eye coordination, (laughs) but. When you, when you level up, the, the levels don't get easier. They get harder right. and harder as you go, but you're building these skills and and it is hard. I mean, I remember starting my first business and I was like, oh God, the, the hardest thing is, is opening this bank account or, you know, sitting down and writing the business plan. And now I run operations for, for Pecky in New York and I've got my own business on the side. It's like the easiest part of this stuff is opening the bank account. Now it's like mm-hmm. every time. you you go up a level in in your life or in what you're doing, it just gets harder and harder and there's more expectation, more responsibility. And to be able to be resilient and push back against the stress of that in the fear of, you know, total collapse and failure and golly, Mm -hmm. this is really hard work. It's so important because you, you keep, if you're resilient, you just keep going. So this is, this is totally uh, a necessary lesson for people
1: yeah for yeah. sure and i know like in in those those tough times that's where you grow right like if you look back a year from now you know you can see like oh wow like you know i was able to open up that bank account i was able to write the business plan like now i'm in a in a different stage with new challenges but again those new challenges are going to help you grow even further so you can get to the other new challenges
2: yep. and, let me t- and like, can i say one more thing before we close of out? course sure okay l- listen business owners going through the challenges and the struggles of doing stuff and learning new stuff that's your next stream of income
0: mm-hmm. i can't
2: tell you how many times i have had to fight to learn how to do something like when i ran for office which i lost twice mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. when i ran for office i had to learn how to cut vi- and edit videos so i'm mm-hmm. always having really powerful videos on social media and it took hours And Mm -hmm. hours to learn how to do that. (laughs) Well, now people pay me to cut their videos, three, four hundred dollars a pop. It takes me fifteen minutes. Mm -hmm. Right, the stuff that people that that you got to grow through and learn. I wrote a book, right? I self-published a book, Um, and because I self-published it by myself, I had to learn how to format it, learn how to get it on KDP, learn how to get copies, learn how to get it edited, or the whole process. Right, because I went through the whole process. Now I get paid to teach other people. They pay me thousands mm-hmm. of dollars to help them go through the same process. So mm-hmm. like the, going through processes, like Jahida said, helps you grow. Adam, I love your example of a video
0: game because uh, I, I am
2: a gamer. OK, I, I am a head, I'm a headset wearing gamer, trash talking gamer. OK, um, don't nobody like me up. No, I don't need nobody looking up my PlayStation ID, okay? But I am a game, <laughs> okay? Completely take care that, yes. <laughs> but if you think of a game, is another piece I just want to add to what you said, Adam. Not only do the levels get harder, but to get to the next level, you have to master the level you're at. There's, That's a right. cha- there's a challenge that there's a boss at the end of every level. You have to master the level you're at before you can go up to the next level. So, as business owners, You wonder why these other businesses are having more success or why they're on TV or why more people are talking about them. Don't worry about that. Worry Mm -hmm. about where you are mastering the level that you're at. Master building relationships. Master Mm -hmm. selling your products online. Master networking, right? Master the level you're at and then you will be elevated to the next level. And that's just something we all can do and you're doing constantly because we're always learning. We're always growing. But I just want you all to know you can do it. There is doubt. Let me tell I'm telling y'all, as confident as I sound and as resilient as I as I am, I experience doubt just like everybody else.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
2: I have these self-doubt moments. Like, I just sent a proposal to this school for fifty thousand dollars to do a year-long program. And I I before I sent it, I had like five people check it over. I got all this nervousness, like, okay, I don't know. I don't know. Is this too much? Am I <laughs> asking for too much? Is this you mm-hmm. know what are they gonna say? And I and at the end of the day, I just said I just got to press send, right? Mm-hmm. I've done the work. I just got to press send, right? And like that's that's what you got to do. You just got to be bold enough to take that next step. The book is called Rerouting because I tell people to live your life like a GPS, right? When a GPS, you put a destination in your GPS. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't make it if there's a roadblock. There's traffic. If you make a wrong turn, the GPS just says rerouting. It doesn't right. break down. It don't start crying. <laughs> it don't call mom. It don't get on social media. It just says re-route it. And here's right. another piece about the GPS. It only gives you the next turn. It doesn't yeah. say go at 300 feet turn left and two mm-hmm. miles go right. Then make a U-turn after 60 miles. Then get off on I-58, right? It, <laughs> yeah. it just gives you the next step. So in right, your yeah. life, entrepreneurs, business owners, be bold enough so just take the next step and then your view will change and you can see what the next step after that is. And after that, so just be bold enough to take that step.
0: Yeah, that is so important, man. That is just, yeah, yeah I, I think a lot of us get worried about, and we we talk about this in She Means Business. We just had a study table and we talked about it where they're like, well, I know that if I do this, then I have to do this, 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 and this. And, it's, and that can be overwhelming. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, there, there's so much I have to do. And it, if you it just take the next step, take the next step. And you're always just focused on the next step. Don't, don't worry about, you know, 10 miles down the road, you know, take, take the next one. So uh, that's, that's, so I hope people listen to this in the morning. Cause I, I just already, I have <laughs> a ton tight. of energy now. I'm like, I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm ready, man. So
1: ready to take on the day, the week, the month, the
0: year. <laughs> yes. I'm, let's go change the world, man. Uh, right. So, Duncan, if, if people want to find you, where can they find you?
2: Uh, they can just go to my website, DuncanKirkwood.com. My phone number, email, all my info is on there. They can follow me on social. All my social networks are just at Duncan Kirkwood. My TikTok is Duncan Kirkwood Speaks. Uh, but yeah, connect with me. I love to work with any organizations, any businesses. Um, whenever I can provide training or resilience, overcoming setbacks, overcoming thinking traps, you know, discover who you are, finding your purpose. I, I, I would love to work with anyone. And I also do consulting. So if anybody needs community engagement, I do media strategy, community engagement. I will put butts in the seats. I bring the media, I bring the party. <laughs> I'll write the speeches for you everything. Yes. So.
0: That, uh, I, 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 you know, Duncan, you do a lot of work for us, a lot of work with us. And uh, I don't want to speak for Jahaida, but I know that I personally uh, recommend you. I recommended you to somebody last night after I got off an event with virtually nobody showed up. And I said, here's a name and a number. So, um, and, uh, but, uh, Duncan, thank you so much. The book is rerouting resilience tools and tactics. The man is Duncan Kirkwood. Duncan, thank you so much, sir.
2: No problem. Thank you both. Y'all have a great day.